It's, it's really an incredible privilege to be able to come to you this way. I, I don't want to complain about not being with you in presence um, and, and being with you on a Sunday morning, but at least this is something. And we're looking forward to being together again on the 4th of July. It seems like we'll be able to do that. So greetings from us and uh, trust that our time together will be good. We um, want to touch on something that, that has come out of our... Um, our conversation with you last week. One of our elders, Clive, had shared about the, the aspect of, of the siege that the enemy is trying to do and how he's trying to limit us and restrict us from serving God and, and doing what God has for us. And, and so this morning, I want to carry on um, using the book of Matthew that we have been focusing on for the last couple of um, weeks, where we have been discussing the topic of the king and I. And, and just looking at how important it is to put God first. So the title of, of this um, preach is really God first. And when we look at this concept, we know that everything in life almost, there's this battle for coming first in life. We want to be numero uno, isn't it? We want to be number one. Nobody, nobody celebrates being second. Everybody celebrates being number one, whether it's in business, whether obviously in sport and, and in finance, Everybody's like, hey, who's the richest man in the world? Nobody really considers the number two or the three or the four. It's always number one. And, and in life, there's this incredible push for being number one. And, and you find that even in education, even driving on the public roads, you'll find people want to be number one. They want to be ahead of the others. And, and unfortunately, it is relevant even within relationships where we want to be, we want to be number one. But as believers, we, we believe that um, our principles from Scripture teaches us. They teach us that we need to be number two and three and four and, and allow God to be number one. And in this portion of, of the book of Matthew, really is a portion of the Bible, there's so many examples of us needing to allow God to be number one. I, I believe for the for us as believers, um, God needs to always, always be number one. God needs to be first. And, and so when we, we look at the way that he should capture our hearts and the passion that should flow from that, we should understand that God should be number one. When we worship him, he should be the one that, that, that um, has precedence be, beyond our programs and our plans. When we um, want him to lead us, the willingness to sacrifice for him should be our whole life and our lifestyle. We should always put God first. And um, putting God first means that we give him top priority over everything else in our lives. He, he's then the principal figure in our lives and central to all that we do and think. When, when God is put first um, and when we choose him to be God first, and number one in our lives, we determine that he is more important than any other person. When, when we choose to put God first, his word is more valuable than any other message. When we choose to put God first, his will is weightier than any other vital influence in our lives. And so we have to, as believers, ask this question, is God first 
in your life because everything should be about him. And as I said earlier on last week, Clive shared with us that the enemy wants to stop us from letting God be number one. And we're currently in a, in a season and in a time frame in this history of the world where that really is, is relevant. Where the enemy is saying, well, I can't stop them from getting to heaven, but I'm going to stop them. I'm going to try all my means to put a siege around them, to, to stop them. And, and by the way, the siege thing is a military operation in which the enemy forces surround a town or a building, cutting off essential supplies with the aim of compelling those inside to surrender. His aim, the enemy's aim is to surrender. Let us surrender to choosing God first. And we need to, friends, we need to encourage each other. Do not let that happen. God ought to be first in our lives. If, if the enemy is allowed to take that focus away, our lives become insignificant here on earth. We may live and, and die and go to heaven, but if God is not first, then something else becomes first. And most often, it's me and what I want and how I want to live. But Jesus confronts us with the reality of what the kingdom of God is about. That he says, listen, if you follow me, then I become the first focus of your life and not yourself. Our reality would be therefore to challenge each other regularly whether God is still the number one in our lives or not. And so... Actually, about seven years ago in the life of King City Church, we spoke about this thing too. When we, when we said, it's, it's good to be second. The title of the series at that time was, I am second. And I remember just reading it this morning and preparing for this, that um, we spoke about the fact that it's actually so good to not be number one. It's great to be number two. And nobody celebrates being number two. But in the kingdom of God, it is something that ought to be celebrated regularly. And so with this priest, I want to ask you, is God first? And are you happy to be second? And please, if you're not, let that change. Let us challenge one another. And so what I want to do is, 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 in this preach, I want to talk to you about what it looks like. What are the fruit of some of the things that we can see evident in our lives when God is first? And, and then next week, we're going to talk about how do we do this? How do we, how do we make God first? Where does it start? And, and then when we can meet again on the 4th of July, I'd like to actually talk about how we can do this as a church collectively. We're going to celebrate that, that day being together in two weeks' time and, and look at how the church can look like or should look like when God is first. So anyway, coming to the book of Matthew, I want to look at just a few things of, of what the fruit of putting God first in our lives um, can look like. Um, and so the first one is here in Matthew 6, in verses 19, I'm going to read it to you. It says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and, wrath and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Now the interesting thing here, it says we, we, we can, and, and I know we do. We, we put so much effort into laying 
up treasures here on earth where moth and rust and thieves come to steal, kill and destroy these things. And we put so much of our focus on that. God says, you know what, those things disappear. Actually pour your energy, pour your life into things that cannot be taken from you. And that is why God first, being putting God first is so important. Because if He's the focus, and if He's where our treasures really are found, that could never be lost and stolen from us. The Greek word for treasure is this thesaurus, which really means a storehouse for precious things. And so I want to ask you, what is in your storehouse? What is in my storehouse at the moment? What am I saving up? What am I treasuring? What am I putting aside? Is it, is it the value of what I find in Scripture and my relationship with God and my relationship with people? Or is it these alternative things that can take up so much of our time and energy? The second thing that we find in this, in, in this portion here in Matthew is that um, Matthew 6 verse 25, Jesus goes through this lengthy portion where he addresses this topic and he uses these words Four words, about one, two, three, four, five times, he says these four words. Do not be anxious. <laughs> Do not be anxious. And he's saying, listen, the daily cares of life should not distract us. When God is first, when God is number one, when God is the one that we live for, these little things, because he says, guys, don't worry about life, what you eat and what you drink and your body, what you put on. There's more to life than those things. And, and so he's saying, if I'm first, those things cannot be first and should not be first. Because if you find in me complete fulfillment, those things, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you, but don't let them be first. Let God be first. And we see that in Matthew 6, well-known portion where it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And, and all these things, food, drink, clothes, whatever, will be added to your life. He says, put me first, would you? And the rest of the things will come because I understand. I've made you like that. I've created you with a desire for food. Praise the Lord for that. He's created us with a, with a need to wear clothes. And, and to have a place of shelter, etc., etc. But it can never become first in our lives. He carries on. Um, and he says, by the way, when I am first in your life, the fruit of that is found in Matthew 7, verse 21, where Jesus says this. Listen to it. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father. And he says also in verse 24, he says, everyone then who hears these words of mine, if you put them first, and does them. You've got to do them. You can't just, hey, that's nice. I've got to put them into practice. He says, when you do them, you'll be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, and not like the unwise guy who built his house on the sand. So the point I'm trying to make is, if God is first, obedience is not optional. It's not, oh, think about it, God. Now, if God is number one, then I obey. And I obey wholeheartedly. And I follow Him. And whatever He says, I do. Because He is my God. And He is my King. And I choose Him above anything else. It's kind of like the focus. I've been 
traveling up and down. You know that as a, as a church, King City Church, we have this privilege of, of being part of a plant and in, the, in Victoria Falls. And, and over the last couple of months, we've done numerous trips. And, and, and it's so amazing. I was driving back the other day and I realized, but I don't know anything else besides this road when I'm on it. I haven't been off it, really. Um, I've only stuck to the road for so many times now. I don't know anything about the little villages next to the road. I see Bulawayo in front of me when I come back. I see Victoria Falls when I go out. And it's like, that's the focus. <laughs> and in a sense, that's how our lives should be, in a sense, with, with following by following God. We're going to, God, you're the focus. You're first. I'm not going to get distracted. Because that's what these anxieties also can do. They get us so distracted that we become worried that we lose track of the destination. And he's a person. Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you. Obedience can never be an option when God is first. And then the last one is this. In Matthew 10, um, in verse 38, it says the following. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. God is saying there's something radical that needs to happen in our lives when he is first and that radical thing is not regular attendance first of all the radical thing is an absolute abandonment unto him which says god you're first i choose to lay down my life it's not what i want that's important it's what you ask of me and john the baptist we often refer to this use a beautiful line where he says he jesus must increase and I must decrease, which is easy to say. It's a challenge when we have to forgive, when we have to lay down our lives for the sake of others, when we have to serve them, when we have to obey the rules and, 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 and follow God by submitting to what is expected of us in a country like this. Whatever they may be, we say, God, I choose you first and I lay down my life. I'm not going to fight for what I want. I'm going to be part of a, of a local expression of the church where I have brothers and sisters that can speak into my life. I need that. And I'm not going to say, well, I don't want to because just now they're going to get to know me better. <laughs> I choose. And that's why sacrifice is normal when God is put first. It's not an abnormal thing. Sacrifice becomes the normal practice of our lives when God is first. It's very interesting that in the physical when we um, when we we are expected, it is it is normal to see people increase in stature in terms of growth. Maturity is measured in a physical sense by how how much you've grown. <laughs> we're like, oh, look at the kids; they're growing. It's we're expecting that. We're expecting them to mature in in bodily stature. That's how God has created us. But spiritually, to to measure maturity is is seen by how much we decrease and not how much we necessarily increase of knowledge. And so I want to encourage you. There is a challenge out there for us that God needs to be first. And we're going to keep on talking about it and, and, and have conversation with one another. I want to ask you to take these four portions of Scripture. Go and read them. Matthew 6, Matthew 7, Matthew 10. Go and spend some time on them. And evaluate whether God is really first currently in your life, in the light of these verses. God says, I want to be first. One thing that God is not content with, that is being second.
He's very happy when you and I are second. We fight that. The enemy wants to tell us it's good to be first. But in the kingdom of God, there's no better mindset to have than to say, God, you'll be first. I'll be second. I'm fine with that. So let's pray and trust the Lord to help us along this journey. Father, we do want to acknowledge that putting you first does not come naturally to us. Something that we have to choose for and uh, allow you to help us with. And so, Lord God, in this day, I, I want to acknowledge that we need you to be number one and to be first. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will help us to be willing to make that shift to step off the throne and allow you to take your position in our lives of being number one. Father, we just looked at a few examples of what it may look like to put you first. I pray, Lord, that it will challenge us to recognize that we possibly are not doing it the way that we should. And, and Lord, I pray for conviction in our hearts to recognize where we aren't putting you first. And Lord, as we continue the journey to to discover more of what it means. How do we do this? I pray for your grace to enable us as a church to step into a lifestyle of putting God and keeping God in first place in our lives. I trust you for that. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day and looking forward to being together soon.